Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. Welcome back to Five on the Floor. I am your host, Greg Sylvander. Tonight's floor plan with me, not Ethan, not Alex, not Brady. All three of them are at Miami Dade Arena following the Miami Heat's victory over the Indiana Pacers. But you do have Brian Fonseca. Follow him on Twitter at Brian Fonseca and why we are going to unpack the Miami Heat's 116-111 victory over the Indiana Pacers at Miami Dade Arena. This was a game the Heat had to have. Uh Really great performances by basically all the starters played well. Bam Adebayo had a big game, uh, season high, 38 points. So we are going to unpack that and then pivot to the NBA trade deadline that is looming tomorrow, Thursday, as we're recording this on Wednesday night. Uh, so we're we're going to get into all that. But before we do, I want to shout out one of our sponsors. Team building is hard. Heat fans know this because we're at the NBA trade deadline. Just ask the city of Miami, just ask the city of New York, just ask the city of Cleveland. ODM Performance Solutions can help you build a winning team and keep it together. If you're looking to fill an important role at your company, ODM Performance Solutions can help you find C-suite level leadership, sales, rainmakers, management, and operational support staff. To find out more, you got to check out odmpsi.com or give them a call at 954-434-0634. Again, that's ODM Performance Solutions, odmpsi.com, 954-434-0634. So yeah, no ceiling. I'm going to start out by saying that, Brian. No ceiling. I'm going to continue to say it. People, uh, <laughs> you mocked me and the Heat now, um, led by Bam Adebayo, uh, start to turn this thing around. It looked a little weird at times. I know y'all want to talk trades, uh, and I know y'all want to hear about trades, so we're getting there. But first, Brian, let's talk about this game. You were basically at a skeleton crew of a bench. You had your starters with Gabe, who is in a weird way ascending to the starting point guard role only by virtue <laughs> of the fact that there's some weird stuff happening with Kyle Lowry. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll try to get into that a, a little bit later. But all five starters in double figures, you have everyone playing heavy minutes. You had many days off. They ultimately find a way to get this one. Out-rebound Indiana, 48-31. to 31. So this is another clutch game that they ultimately uh, – Gut it out. It hasn't been pretty. This one wasn't pretty. What were your major takeaways from tonight's victory for the Heat? They better get Bam some help. <laughs> if he's playing like this, I tweeted it out during the game too, and I don't do a ton of tweeting during games as much as I used to, uh, just NBA games in general because the discourse on Twitter is getting worse and worse. But uh, look, Bam, 38-9, and nine. Shot 75% from the field. <laughs> um, 14 of 14 on free throws. Like, this is this is Kevin Garnett shit. And I've been saying, like, this is the sort of comparison. This is the kind of player I would like him to be. I don't think he's going to get the three-point shot uh, yet. 
but I think he has a lot of those same tools and the creativity from the mid range spot against Miles Turner one on one, faking over his shoulder, shooting over the other, using his handle, staying low to the ground and coming right up over the top and doing it with confidence, doing it in a way that doesn't feel like he's shooting just to shoot that shot. He's just doing it with intent. That's different from last year and previous seasons, you know? So like there's a there's a real leap there where he's a two-time all-star now. I think he should be a three-time all-star. I think the year after uh, the bubble playoffs, I think he got kind of robbed that year. Uh, and Jimmy Butler was, I think, somebody who missed out that year too. So, like, and in very basic terms, the reason his scoring matters. And I don't think he should be getting 25 a game because, again, you do all that on defense. I don't think you need to do all that on offense too. like get the team some help. But in terms of his scoring – the hit are now 19 and 10 when Bam scores 20 or more points. Simple stat, but indicative of like how things are going. And then when you take into account they're 30 and 25 after this victory, that means they're under 500 when he's not scoring the ball. And they're eight and two when he gets 30 plus. And every game that he's had over 30 points. So we're talking about 31 or more. He shot at least 63% from the field, right? So when he really has it going, this team is just clicking on all cylinders and that feels very basic but it also feels very meaningful because it tells you how much he has to carry on the offensive load which is why i think when you're looking around the league and you see what the knicks just did which we're going to get into the josh hart trade and you're looking around at you know what the lakers did they need to do something of substance of a of a certain magnitude i'm not saying that they need to like add pascal siakam but that would be great <laughs> if it's doable, right? You know, we've talked about OG Adenubi a lot. And the other day I was like, why stop there? If Kyle's on the table, there's some math that you can make work because his contract is closer to Pascal Siakam's than it is to OG Adenubi. Why stop there? You right. know what I mean? And it's like, is it is it like not to get too bogged down in the trade thing, but in terms of this game in particular, I thought Jimmy Butler was solid. You know, I thought that he could have gotten even more calls than he did. I'm surprised he only had eight free throw attempts. But Jimmy Butler's another one like, don't waste because of all the shit that this team has endured this year, Jimmy and Bam have been great when they've played. Don't waste that. It's well said because I got, that's how I feel. I don't know. And I, I mentioned this on our off the floor feed, shout out to all of our subscribers there. And I, it's really cranked up ahead of the deadline. We appreciate y'all for real. Um, I don't know that I can remember a heat team, and I mean, like I'm going back all the years, the catalog before Riley years, like all of them having guys, you could really say three guys, but let's just go Bam and Jimmy for the sake of this, um, that are this productive and you have a fan base as discontent with the roster as they are. Usually when you're that top heavy, you kind of like can get by some of this other stuff. And I think some of that has to do with winning, obviously, yeah. but also, I mean, uh, an interesting stat you mentioned, you know, Bam leading the team and when he scores 30, how their record is inflated with victories. The heater um, seven and nine when Jimmy Butler leads the team in scoring. So mm -hmm. it, it is an interesting thing to see uh, the evolution of Bam out of bio. I thought there was really good minutes from Caleb Martin. He's had multiple games in a row now where he's either hit a double double or been a rebound or a couple rebounds shy. That's good to see. I feel like he's catching a second wind here. There was a moment where he looked like he hit a wall. So that was another takeaway from the Indiana game that I thought uh, was definitely worthy of a shout out. Haywood Highsmith continues to find ways to impact the game, but these are all things 
Oh, Max Struess. Let me just stop there and say, I don't know what's happening there. Woo! Those minute declines. <laughs> I traded him during the third quarter. I had a big trade. To 17 minutes. This is, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's going to be time to trade him. If you look at the way that this kind of went tonight, you'd have to ask, are you really going to invest a long-term contract in that player? He did not go over on his prize picks points prop. Nope. But Bam Adebayo did. Prize Picks is my favorite daily fantasy app. I play it every day. Use the code five F I V E to get your initial deposit matched up to a hundred dollars. The app is dope, but you also can play um, on desktop. They have a great, uh, easy to navigate platform. You want to make sure when you put your uh, username and password in and you're first getting on there, you need a deposit to get that initial deposit match. Just signing up is not going to do it. So make sure you do that using the code five, get that deposit matched, do it in time for the Super Bowl. There's really fun props up there. You just choose your over and unders on all your favorite players, all your favorite sports, all your favorite stats. That's prize picks. Use the code five to get your initial deposit matched. So now we pivot to trade talk because the heat they got that victory it was still underwhelming they're 30 and 25 they're kind of locked in the six seed and we're expecting movement lately um things have been weird with kyle lowry i'll try to bring people up to date with you know what we have although i must tell you today got radio silent uh it tends to do that a day or two before the deadline people get locked in dungeons it feels like and they ain't answering text messages or coming up for air but Uh, The more we dig around Kyle Lowry's situation with Miami, the more it appears to be untenable. Um, Hopefully I use that word in the right context. Things are not good. Um, Just in terms of that, I think there is definitely um, less of a mindset of that. They're going to let Kyle be Kyle. Um, There was a, when he first arrived, I believe that there were a lot of compassionate concessions made to Kyle Lowry as he came to the building, trying to have the championship pedigree in the room, Jimmy Butler's best friend, key point guard, floor general. I don't know that all those things are still in place in terms of um, the relationship with him. So that's going to be something to watch here. Uh, I can't emphasize enough that I think it's going to be super awkward if he is here for the rest of the year, but that could be an inevitable part of this because Brian, we saw a really big trade today between the L.A. Lakers, who I thought did a great job, Utah Jazz and the Minnesota Timberwolves, and it showed the value of a bloated expiring contract in Russell Westbrook, $47 million to be exact. Kyle Lowry will be about a $30 million expiring contract next year. Uh, if you don't have the details in front of you, I will retrieve them as you're talking. Initial takeaways on this um deal for LA, Minnesota, and Utah, because there were players in that deal that Heat fans have been watching, Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt. Um, What were your takeaways from what happened with uh, those three teams out West? I immediately thought, wow, that takes off three teams that could take back Kyle Lowry, (laughs) which also means the Clippers could get desperate. You know, because they probably don't want to give up a first or two first for Fred Van Vliet. <laughs> and then obviously the Raptors, because we've been talking about them, right? Um, The deal for people who need the details, right? D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt are going to the Lakers uh, and the Utah Jazz and the Timberwolves are getting other shit. That's basically the, the, the brunt of it. Mike Conley's going to the Timberwolves. That's, that's pretty important. But then the rest of it is like Russell Westbrook going to Utah and he's going to get bought out. 
And then you got Damian Jones moving and picks and Nikhil Alexander Walker, whatever the case may be. Um, the 2027, this is probably relevant. 2027 Lakers first round pick is in that deal, and it is top four protected. Uh, which I found interesting that it was top four protected. That's going to the Jazz. And uh let's see, the pick immediately converts to a 2027 second round pick if it falls into the top four. So interesting detail that uh apparently Zach Lowe provided according to Walsh. Anyway. So looking at that, and then there was another relevant trade that happened shortly after with Josh Hart going to the Knicks for Cam Reddish and a protected first round pick that apparently becomes four second round picks. Yeah. <laughs> if it doesn't convert. Um, and on top of that, Bobby Marks posted, he did the thing where he writes the trade out in a, in a whiteboard and all the permutations and things of that nature. I like the, that. The Knicks get, also get a trade exception. That's like 7 million or so. Um, which makes sense because Josh Hart makes around 12, 13 million. He's actually going to probably opt out and become a free agent. So the Knicks are going to have to extend them. I think that's a great trade for the Knicks because Cam Reddish was giving you nothing. And Josh Hart is like the perfect complimentary player to put around your court. Who's going to rebound, who's going to, you know, score a little bit, but mostly rebound, get assists, play, make a little bit. He's averaging four assists per game this year in his role. Like he's somebody who also played with Jalen Brunson in college. And where I'm looking at the heat is like, look, I know that they just beat they, – they had an impressive win recently against the Cleveland Cavaliers. And then you look at the standings, and the Cavs have all of a sudden gotten some momentum, and they're fourth in the East, and they're 35 and 22. And there's becoming a separation between those top teams in the East now because if you look, as of this recording, Boston – is first 39 to 16. The Bucks are one and a half behind them. Then the Sixers, who just I think they lost to the uh, Celtics tonight. They're four games out of one. The Cavs are five. The Nets are six and a half. Then the Heat are nine. And the Knicks are nine and a half. So the Heat are six, and they're now five games out of the third spot. And that's not a little bit, right? Like you need to close that gap, but you're not gonna do it if one, you're unhealthy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Miami Heat. But two, if you don't have any depth, and they have to make, at minimum, another move other than the Dwayne, the Dwayne Dedman thing, because I feel like the pressure's on. The Knicks made a nice move, and they've been right there all year, and you're in the Knicks class right now, and they don't yeah. see themselves as that, and <laughs> you shouldn't, but, like, you know, prove it. Do yeah. something. Josh Hart is a Miami <laughs> Heat player. You know what I mean? Like we talk about those, uh, the prototypes, right? The kind of guys that you would want 
Um, as much as people hate him, Grant Williams is kind of cut from that cloth as well. I know y'all hate me. Keep bringing him up as if that's something that I'm trying to do purposefully. Hey, uh, but I'd extend I, them. I'd extend them. To, to your point, though, like New York got better today. And I think that the theme is going to be you're going to see teams get better. And when you see teams willing to put a protected pick into a trade and on, on the 2023 pick, for instance, I just think that it's going to be hard for Heat fans to accept that they couldn't find anything. Now, I understand there is not expiring contracts involved. Dwayne Dedman was dumped with a second round draft pick. So your mid-tier contract that everyone says that they need to execute a trade, they dumped to San Antonio into space for nothing, for a trade exception. So, I mean, if they go that route, great, because there are guys that make about $4.7 million that I'd be happy having. But mm-hmm. I just think that no activity at all, Brian, that's going to be difficult. And then this basically brings me back to Kyle Lowry, because I think they could probably get off of Duncan Robinson's contract with one pick if they were getting back a long-term deal in exchange that's maybe just not as long-term or not, you know, like something like that. Yeah. But Lowry, he is still productive. He's still a veteran. He's not as productive as we'd want him to be, but he's still got that pedigree and he's only got one year left beyond now. Alex um, posted after the game tonight, Jimmy Butler was asked about Kyle Lowry and dealing with trade rumors. He says, I don't know what's going to happen, but I love Kyle as an NBA player, as a human being. So much is out of my control, just like so much is out of his control. Whatever happens, happens, but that's still going to be my dog. That's Jimmy Butler on Kyle. Sounds like he might get moved. (laughs) It sounds like he might get moved, right? I mean, Ethan, he, he flat out said on our off the floor feed tonight that the vibe in the arena was, even if he doesn't get traded, he may not be a big part of this thing going forward. That's how weird things feel at the moment. Um, to me, this just all dials back to that. They got to figure something out tomorrow. There's going to have to be a move made. And I hate to put that kind of pressure um, that could be like, for instance, the Lowry contract, Brian, it might be actually more prudent to have that contract this summer. If we're talking the value of the contract, but I don't see how you can let a Bam and Jimmy season go by and other teams around you get better. And the fan base, you could feel it. You can literally feel that shit in their guts that they want something to change and do nothing and just go on. And so are you kind of in that place as well? Cause you're a little bit more distant from it. And I think that that's an important perspective to bring to this show because some of us get so lost in the sauce, frankly, <laughs> that like, do you see it as dire um, that they make a move by tomorrow? And is it a situation where this is basically, it has to be Kyle Lowry that gets moved at this point? I think there are fans that would see it as arrogant if they don't. And I feel like that's important because other teams, again, their peers are going for it. Like we just saw the Knicks do something. I don't think they're done. Obi Toppin is still on that roster. Isaiah Hartenstein is still on that roster. These are guys that can be moved for pieces they're still going to be in the OG Ananobi game. And there are teams that are looking at, when you hear the Nets being tied to Pascal Siakam, when you hear that the Bucs are going to have, the Bucs have to do something. They're going to need some form of shot creation that isn't Pat Connaughton, Grayson Allen, Javon Carter. You know what I mean? Like, they're going to have to do something. And then Bobby Portis, he's been hurt. He's still hurt. Um, The Philadelphia 76ers may, like, the Cavaliers have been rumored. Like, every all of your peers are trying to get better. And you have two guys, two guys now in their primes. Tyler Hero, not yet at his prime, right? Because he's still very early in his career. And you would think that, you know, he still has a couple levels to get to. But Bam 
is at least entering his prime. And Jimmy Butler's there, firmly there. And if you have Bam and Jimmy, look, that got you to the finals before. You have to try to get back there. And it's going to be tougher to get back there. And it's going to be impossible if you don't do anything. So to me, Kyle Lowry really like unlocks this because of the contract and in the conversations that that can get you, that 30-ish million, right? And the problem is he's not going to have a ton of value in a lot of places, but the Clippers and Raptors, these are the trade partners that make a lot of sense. And for me, and I've often, I've been telling you this, Greg, like, I don't think you can trade for expiring contracts because I'm not sure this season, unless you swing huge, which I don't think they have the room to do uh, as far as like an expiring contract, right? I think you need to get somebody who's also going to be in Miami next year. And a lot of guys are like, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a Kyle Lowry for Marcus Morris and Luke Kennard or Robert Covington trade that potentially could be made. Someone's going to have to throw in a pick somewhere. Right. But like, that's something that would make sense for both sides. The Clippers have to consolidate their forward position and the heat have a point guard that they would probably, they, especially uh, Kawhi Leonard would probably want, you know, is there a reunion in Toronto? Like they have to do something for me. Like I would love to see if, if, the front office gets nuts, absolutely nuts, and tries to get Pascal Siakam. <laughs> I don't know. That's not – I haven't heard them that bold. I have heard OG Ananobi as a player that they love. Ethan but I, but, I, but I'm but i saying – I'm saying at this point, like, Jimmy Butler's 33? He's close. Right. If, he, if he's not 33, he's about to be 33. I think he's 33 going on 34 in September. Pat Riley's going to be 78 next month. There's nothing to wait for at this point. Not to get overly dramatic, but it's like swing big. And if you if you swing for Pascal, Atlanta, OG, Adanubi, so what, right? But like, I think the title is there for the taking because I don't, I, everybody is flawed. We talked about this. It's so true. Every single team is flawed, even the Celtics. Shit, if you want to take Grant Williams from them, so be it. Because you mentioned that trade exception, and that's an important detail because guess who fits in that trade exception? A lot of guys who are about to be restricted free agents and or on rookie contracts. Right. Obi Toppin, Grant Williams, P.J. Washington, they all make about that. I know. And that's – so I think that they have to be creative. Like I think that that's where we're cycling back to that even if it ends up being that it's not Kyle Lowry, right? Um and I'm sneaking this in here because Tim Reynolds just tweeted that after Jimmy Butler was quoted as saying, I love Kyle as a player, as a human being, I want to play with Kyle, but so much is out of my control. He then quietly said underneath his breath, I guess he ain't going anywhere. So um, I think that that's an interesting thing for Jimmy to say in that moment, Kyle had an excused absence from the arena tonight. He was not at the game. Um, uh, what, what is that? I, I'm not even going to go there. This just feels like, um, it has, it could be combustible. And that's where I think that there's a risk, Brian. It's like, everybody's talking about the risk associated with um, selling on Kyle now, instead of using his uh, big expiring contract next summer, next deadline to go get somebody, because you just saw what the big expiring contract did for the Lakers. They were able to get basically three rotation pieces in a trade, um, for that big expiring. So there is some credence to that, but also like, is this really what we're going to do where um, 
you have a team with Bam and Jimmy and they're uh, in a league that's so evenly matched and you're not mm-hmm. going to go out and get them any reinforcements whatsoever. I just, I don't know how you can also look at the fan base with a straight face and not um, do something with Dwayne Dedman's contract other than dump it with an asset after you brought him back. So I just think there's a lot of question marks and if they can't move Lowry, they're going to have to get creative. And that's where this starts to get tricky because it sounded like they were gaining momentum um, as things got quiet. I don't know if that's why maybe just we associate quiet with no movement, but it feels a little bit like they're also contingency plans that include Kyle Lowry not being traded. And that I just think is going to be really, really tricky moving forward. Uh, Closing thoughts from you on, the deadline in advance, anything else that we missed, any other deals we missed, takeaways from the game. This is kind of open forum. Before Brian closes us out, I'm shouting out A Aggressive Insurance. Insurance by Lynette is the website. They are fully licensed in Miami-Dade County, uh, also servicing Broward County, an insurance broker agency that's been there for over 15 years, offering auto, homeowners, condo, life insurance, retirement programs, free notary service, insurancebylanette.com. That's with two N's and two T's, A Aggressive Insurance. No drivers refused, free phone quotes. Reach out to A Aggressive Insurance.com, insurance, or excuse me, A Aggressive Insurance, insurancebylanette.com. Final thoughts. You got to get bold, man. You just, ha- you just have to get bold at this point, right? Uh, because you do have tradable contracts, right? Unfortunately, like you're going to, and you mentioned this on the last pod or the one before that, one of those. And it's a great point. You're going to, if you're going to get bold, you're also going to lose something that sucks. It's not just going to be Kyle and Duncan, right? Which is what most, I think, fans of this team, based on our conversations with them, you especially, you know, like they just want to be able to flip Kyle and flip Duncan. One, I think that's sort of the shakeup that you'd be looking at ideally, yeah. right? But I also think you're going to have to, like something's going to hurt. It could be Nikola Jovich. It could be Max Struess. It could be Caleb Martin. It could be Omer Yurtsevin. It could be a combination, right? And picks, it could be, mo- it could be multiple And picks, plural. But like, look, man, I think as long as you're getting players, plural, because – this is not something that you just get Boyan Bogdanovich and call it a day because you need size. You need, it needs to be, to me, you have to get back two players at least, but you have to get back guys who can, you know, there's a combination of shooting and defense there and particularly, you know, size. You want to get shooting defense and size in two players. This is why I thought the Jared Vanderbilt Malik Beasley package would be interesting for the heat. This is why I think if you go the Boyan Bogdanovich route or to a lesser degree, the Sadiq Bay route, uh trade exception, that's another guy, right? Nerlens Noel should be somebody that we're talking about also coming in, playing some backup five with it. Right. Like things like that. But I, I, I think uh, whatever it is, you need to be able to it you need to be able to make make some change because we felt it from the beginning i said right before the season started this team cannot afford like weird bad vibes and they've actually overcome that to a degree that i didn't expect looking at back in hindsight because i thought that it could potentially like swing in the other direction and they were under 500 for a while now they're firmly above it but it's only five games and this is a team that i thought 
could potentially win 50 games if they made a couple moves and they haven't made those moves yet. So we'll see. But in order to do that, you're going to have to go 20 and seven the rest of the way. Um, so yeah, I think you got to get bold. You have to get creative and it's going to hurt. Um, but look, you have Bam and Jimmy playing like this in an Easter conference that's wide open and it's up for grabs in my opinion. So you have to be able to go get it. And they historically they've went out and swung and they've landed some good trade deadline trades in the past. So they're going to have to do it again and they're going to have to make it a meaningful one. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. And I, I don't know. Like, even though that they may want to delay the Lowry stuff, I don't know that they're going to. You know what's funny? You were mentioning uh, Boyan Bogdanovich and how you'd want Nerlens Noel with him. They almost are a dead-on match to Kyle Lowry in a two-for-one mm. from a salary perspective. Um, I'm just saying. Uh, and that's then, just, that's and just me Lowry playing here probably, on the trade machine. As Lowry, we're all will probably, Lowry will probably go to a third team, though, because I don't think yeah, Detroit has Totally, any, or get yeah. bought out. Like, that's yeah. the other part of this is that who knows um, – like there's a lot of teams that I think may be willing to play ball for a pick, but Lowry just wouldn't stay there. So there's a lot more that we're going to see uh, between now and three o'clock tomorrow. We're going to have you covered on the five reasons sports YouTube channel. Brian will be with me. We're going to be hosting a trade deadline stream uh, right around the two to four o'clock window. Yep. Look out for uh, members of five on the floor. Other than myself, Sean, Sean Rochester, Timmy, Tony. Yeah. So you're going to have a, <laughs> a, a rotating crew getting you through the deadline so we appreciate your support. Come uh, hang out with us tomorrow, and thank you for joining us. Good night. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network.